Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. I, I decided to start the show with that because it could be happy or it could be sad. And I know a lot of people, God bless you, Michael. God bless you. Thank again. you. I know a lot of people are currently feeling the the sadness and the happiness. Maybe some people winter time. are praying, are praying right now. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. This is the week 14 review show. Today, we have a very special configuration. This might be for the second time all year, all three of the bros are on the review pod. It's happening. It's happening. I promise that was not the same person saying the same things twice. Those are the twins, Michael and Jason Petrop. What's good, boys? What's going on, brother? Guys, I uh, I need a miracle tonight um, in the league that I care about, that you have been talking about. And I got to tell you this. One of the best things about having a fantasy football podcast is you could talk about your fantasy team and the, the, the thing about fantasy is like everyone wants to talk about their fantasy team and no one cares about other fantasy teams um this gives me a platform to talk about my fantasy team to millions of people who actually might care um and i said millions like we get millions of listeners but maybe one of these days millions um <laughs> potentially millions down the road um so anyway i uh my entire team decided to uh, shit the bed this week, and I need 27 points from Mark Andrews, which in half-point PPR, and we have a one-point bonus for a 100-yard game, would equate oh, to eight receptions for 100 yards and two touchdowns. So that's what I'm trying. That's what I'm chasing um, in order to go next because my wide receivers, who I will tell you about later, um, all decided to shit the bed. Mike, uh, <clears throat> my, I did have some successes, though. Um, so up and down week for me. Uh, the one league I care about the most looks doesn't look like I'm getting a win in. Michael, how how are you doing, bro? You uh, you had a bad day yesterday, man. You okay, bro? You're right. Uh, not are the, you gonna not make the it? worst day. What I'm do you mean, a... not the worst day? You were in a pissy mood yesterday, bro. I, I made mean, a mistake. Lost... I made a mistake that I always make, and Michael got so angry at me yesterday. I, f- I felt bad because I made a mistake. I shouldn't have done it, but I was like, damn, Michael's mad at me. It's because he lost in fantasy. <laughs> no, I lost in the uh, in my home league. <laughs> yeah, which those... is obviously upsetting. Um, and then there's three other games riding on tonight's uh, game now. So, I mean, I could end up three and one, two and two, oh and four, one and three. I'm hoping for three and one. Uh, unfortunately, my home league team, the uh, the overachieving team all season clawing its way to victories, fell flat on its face in the quarterfinals, unfortunately. And it was just it's not it's not my year in our home league. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, Michael is in, is in the running for manager of the year, and then we both missed out on the the buy last week, and it cost us both. Cost yeah. us both, Mike. We lost a bet. We lost the worst teams. We lost the worst teams. Jason, me and Michael to- made a bet last night. Since we um, usually we release the bets on air. We just did it on a whim, um, right before the Sunday night football game. Michael goes, "Yo, the Bills are gonna win." So like, I don't know. I think the Steelers might win. Do you want to make it a brutal bet? All right, fine. So Michael won that bet. I just have to say it on air because we get, we say it. What is, what is this nonsense behind the back Brodo bets being made? <laughs> I don't want to hear I about this. You, I'm trying to up the bets. Tim, let's be real. You 99% would have sided with the Steelers. I thought about calling you just so nah. I could get an extra win. Nah, I, I I in no way have confidence in the Steelers right now. What you think is, which is a good call. Steelers are overrated call. Blah, blah, blah. Yo, their entire linebacking core is injured. They have one starting linebacker and they're built around linebackers and... Their offense was a problem all year. Like it just got masked by the fact that there's some good individual performances, and and their defense was nice. Their defense is getting worse, and they're starting to lose games. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't have took taken that bet, but I I definitely wouldn't have said the Bills are gonna win. I'm not gonna act like that. <clears throat> what are you gonna do? You wouldn't have taken the bet. There you go. So it it, it would have just been me versus Jason, anyways. Quit complaining, Michael. Your mustache right now is over the. Oh, edge. I'm gonna shave. I'm gonna shy. I'm shaved. Don't you worry. If I'm going shave. to be on a live stream next Sunday with my actual face, I'm going to shave. <laughs> you are going. You look exactly like our dad right now. You but I like, do want to look like dad like crazy. I need to clear the air so it doesn't seem like I'm trying to um shake my accountability here. I've been in like I'm in like five leagues this season, and I'm officially out in all of them. What can you do? It happens. Damn. I, uh, 
It like because I don't count the industry leagues when we consider our records, just because like that's like I don't know. You do it for fun, and I mean, unless you win, nobody I'm, really. Cares I'm also not counting win. industry leagues like best ball yeah. or anything like that. But you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Next year, in my third year of law school, when grades matter less, I'm coming for that ass. <laughs> Um, I will, I, yeah, I mean, we're some successes, some failures. Uh, hopefully I win the teacher tournament. I have some dynasty success. The Brodo dynasty, I took an L in, but more wins and losses is all you can ask for on, on, on uh playoff day. And we hope that you guys had a great playoff day, but it got me thinking guys. And I want to, I want to put those out there. There are uh, fantasy football is a heart wrenching game because at the end of the day, you're only one of 12 teams and 11 are going down. And only one is standing as a champion. So you are 11 twelfths likelihood that you are going to be sad at the end of the season. So yeah. football, fantasy football is a sad endeavor for the most part. What's the worst way to lose? Well, I just want to say that's why it's so rewarding to win. Facts. Yep. Facts. Uh, as, uh, yeah, just... as, as, as the poet 50 Cent once said, um, sunny days wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for rain. Joy wouldn't Word. feel so good if it wasn't for pain. Word. You know what I'm saying? Uh, anyway, uh, where was I? Oh, sorry. So what is the worst way to lose? The I worst got three, way? We got three options. And I put this as a poll on, on Twitter if you want to vote yourself. Uh, if you want to vote yourself at Brodo Fantasy on Twitter. The, go vote. The three. The go vote. The three ways that I put was you make a bad decision and you sit the wrong guy. The second one, and you could have layers within these layers. The second one, you play your optimal lineup, but your stars shit the bed. And then your third one, you put together an awesome game, but you're playing an opponent who just put together a better one. What is the worst way to lose out of those options? I think it's a mix of all three, but if I had to choose one, I guess it would be a lineup decision if it's like one of those last second lineup decisions, um, if it's something you decided on like Wednesday or Thursday and you were going with and it wasn't super obvious, I mean, and it was super obvious of a choice, then whatever. If it was like a Hail Mary at the end that you switched and that was the reason why, that's certainly upsetting. I also think I want to throw this in there, just straight up getting screwed. Like... I had three touchdowns. Jordan Aikens, no touchdown. Oh, my God. We're going to talk about Jordan Aikens later. Panthers defense uh, recovered a fumble, got tackled down at the two-yard line. Uh, what else did I have happen to me? Um, someone I'm dropped, blanking on it. Naheem Hines, Naheem Hines gets a handoff at the end of the half and gets taken down at the one. Like That's an 18-point swing, possibly, from three touchdowns that should have been or could have been. That certainly stings. Uh, and then and then you get like, I was playing KC defense. They, they return a punt. It's just things like that, that those are the things that really irk me the most. Like, I'd rather win or lose on a clean like a, game without like, any uh, crazy calls like, like a that. fluky loss. Like a fluky yeah. loss. Like, that I don't a, want a fluky loss. That is a good for, that is a good last option. Jason? Jason's I agree that it is um, losing a close one. And like Michael said, like, if you were deciding, I don't know, let's say, like, I like Darnell Mooney this past week, and he scored a touchdown. So let's say I was deciding between Darnell Mooney and Mike Evans, right? And then I ended up losing because Mooney outscored Evans. You're always going to start Mike Evans. But if I was deciding between Darnell Mooney and, like, I don't know, Devontae Parker, who I really disliked this week, and I lost because of that, then that hurts a lot more. So if you were actually making a decision and you changed it the last minute and you lose because of that, that's without a doubt the toughest way to lose. What if you sat What if you sat Miles Sanders for uh, DeAndre Washington? Eh, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I'm, I, my team, no, my team really shit the bed, so it doesn't matter. Even if I had Miles Sanders, uh, I still would have lost, unfortunately. All right, so we got some news and a message from our boy Donny H. Donny H, baby. Those stories and more in just two minutes. Stay with us. Thanks for joining us this half hour. I'm Don Harrison. Around the world in thirty minutes. This is headline news. Sometimes I wish my voice sounded like that. Like, around the world in 30 minutes, I'm Don Harrison. Yeah, then, I mean, Donnie H., as I always say, 
Nothing brightens up a Monday night like a little bit of Donny H. Just a sprinkle of Donny H just in the nighttime. Just a sprink. Um, I uh, my wife tells me I have a Queen accent, a Queen's accent. I'm not sure if that's the case, but I know it's a little twangy sometimes. But like a a northern twang, not a southern twang. But I wish I had like a a hardcore like in a world where there was just one man. And a little bit name. of. All right, let me, let me try to raspiness. Let me let me do the first. Let me uh get the first headline in here, and, and maybe it'll be there. Ready? All right, let's try this. Forty <clears throat> ers coach Kyle Shanahan said wide receiver Debo Samuel will be out a while with a hamstring injury. That was that was a eh, yeah. The, you could you could do work. It wasn't terrible though. All right. So what do you think about this Debo Samuel? I think that the biggest thing with Debo it, this sucks. For people who roster Debo Samuel, it's great for people who roster Brandon Ayuk, who had another killer game uh, after Debo Samuel went down in the second play of the game, grabbing his hamstring. This is the ta- soft tissue industry, I mean, uh, industry, injury that we always talk about. Uh, that hamstring, it has a higher chance of getting re injured. So, Michael, um, what's your first reaction to this Debo news? Yeah, apparently Brandon Ayuk is an absolute monster. He is. Another huge game. Um, so yeah, if you roster Brandon Ayuk, you gotta be at least a little excited about these last couple of weeks because he looks like he's a locked and loaded wide receiver too. If you roster Debo Samuel, obviously it's been a very up and down season for the dude. He was even going super late or even sometimes undrafted depending on the draft because of injuries and such spent a bunch of time on the IR. So more than likely you already weren't trusting Debo Samuel week to week. So you likely have an option. Um, over the last couple of weeks to replace him with. But it certainly is upsetting that uh, the dude just can't stay healthy. And I hope next year he is because he, he had a tremendous rookie season. And uh, this season, when he's been healthy, he's been good. But a lot, a lot of injuries for him. That should have been on the worst loss list. Losing because of an injury. If you started uh, Debo and then lost by like four. Bro, if you started mm. Debo, Devontae Parker, and Mike Williams, all guys basically within the top... 36 receivers you would have got donuts across the board because of injuries that is yeah that's another thing that needs to be there super duper whack um john brown speaking of injuries uh his coach sean McDermott, said that he will return to practice this week he is eligible to come back um gabriel davis has been very good in his absence so this is definitely going to hurt gabriel davis stockholders for sure um but how do you feel about john brown coming back Stay away. Stay away, Mr. Really? Brown. Get out of town. Oh, I thought, yeah, about fan- it- I thought you were talking about fantasy people. Well, that oh, no, too. No, no, no. I- I'm not really qu- I'm qu- I'm confused, but John Brown can stay away. I don't want anything about him. He has been injured a lot this season, and when he's been on the field, he's been underperforming because he's probably been playing some type of injured. It's just been an odd season for John Brown. And if I have a Bills player on my roster, I just want him off the field so that Cole Beasley is an option. So that Gabriel Davis is an option. And so that Stefan Diggs continues to get most of the work on the outside, except for when Davis is catching 20 yard, 30 yard touchdowns, because that's all he does. I don't want John Brown to see the field if I have one of those guys. Um oh man, Matthew Stafford, bro. Like this guy, poor fucking guy. Like for, on one hand, he signed a second contract, so you can't fully blame him for the life that he chose to have. But <clears throat> He got drafted by the Lions, and it was the worst thing that ever happened. This guy is like a, a an Iron Man, but got accordioned yesterday. His ribs, no good. He is in doubt for Week 15 against the Titans. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, this is where it comes into play, where injuries that you that players likely would have played through in Week 7, 8, won't play through it in Week 15 because there's nothing to play for. Especially um, if you're in the Lions position, I was going to say. Yeah, where a loss probably even helps the organization more than it than it uh than a win would. So like similar to Christian McCaffrey, like I wouldn't be surprised if the Panthers hold him out another game. Joe Mixon's clearly being held out at this point too, unless he, that injury really is that bad. So I, I this is uh upsetting. Um I mean, but Matt Stafford hasn't really been a reliable fantasy quarterback all year anyways. You're highly likely okay with the fact that you're not going to be able to use um matt stafford over the last couple weeks but yeah he it it does suck for his um his weapons because i mean galladay is probably not going to turn but marvin jones he's like with chase daniel at quarterback 
he's going to be super hard to trust. He's been hard enough to trust as is with Matt Stafford, a quarterback. Hawkinson gets a notch down. Even DeAndre Swift. Swift in yeah. the running game gets a knock down. So, I mean, we'll see. He said he's going to try possibly to play through it, but it is doubtful at this time. You know how some people, like when you're when you're driving down like a dirt road that's dark or like uh, you see a, a house and it's creepy, you're like, like one of your friends will say, this is how scary movies start. You know, you know that that saying, um, this is how franchises burn to the ground. This is the beginning. The Houston Chronicles, Aaron Wilson reports, Texas chairman and COO Cal McNair will consult with Deshaun Watson on the team's next head coach. Good night. Good night, Houston Texans. See you later. When shit like this starts, that's it. You can't, you cannot, you can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do this. You can't, can't do win it. with him. Can't win. No, you definitely can win with Deshaun Watson, but don't ruin his fucking mental. Don't make him into an egomaniac. And asking him what you want to do, we saw the same thing with fucking Baker Mayfield. We saw the same thing with, with these young quarterbacks. We saw the same thing with Vince Young. We saw the same thing with RG three. The like these these quarterbacks that people like they give them the the reins of of these teams to make decisions. And the only time this has ever worked is with Peyton Manning. Even even Aaron Rodgers, who is, by the way, the MVP of the league this season, and I, I, I can't wait to hear the L that you guys take later on Patrick all the off-season the off Aaron Rodgers bets we made. I can't wait to make you guys take L's on all of those. Did we even make a – maybe we made one Aaron Rodgers. But why are you acting like we made a million Aaron Rodgers bets? We talked about and- Aaron Rodgers a lot. Listen, Tim, if you think Aaron Rodgers becoming a beast again, it's because they drafted Jordan Love and he's a human. I don't know what to tell you. They oh. clearly opened up the playbook and oh, yeah, let yeah. him throw clearly. all the time now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I don't no, know no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Also, oh, not yeah, to, definitely. Not to definitely this happened because of the play- playbook. Not to throw a controversial opinion into the arena, but apparently during his down years, Aaron Rodgers was a vegan, and now he's no longer vegan and he's playing a lot better. I mean, that could do it. This has... Uh, there is correlation there between these two things from previous uh, previous athletes. I, I will say this. Unless you are supplementing with the correct um, stuff, being a vegan is a uh, is not a healthy a not a healthy yeah, not a healthy way to go if you're not supplementing correctly. But anyway, uh, Deshaun Watson is going to have an opinion. Um, I don't know how you want to react to that. Just that's news. Uh, one thing to react to. <laughs> Coach Adam Gay says he won't bench Frank Gore this season. Yes, fucking fool. <laughs> uh, when look, Ty Johnson went all right. So when Ty Johnson ran for 104 yards and Josh Adams ran for 70 yards in the same game, Adam Gay said that it was the O line and the opponent that made them happen, and that since Seattle presented different challenges, that Gore was the best way to go. <laughs> 2.8 yards per carry. This guy is legit like the worst coach to ever exist in life. Listen to this snarky ass uh this snarky ass clip. Gore, of course, did nothing, averaging two point eight yards per carry in a backfield high nine touches. It's been made clear that Gase doesn't prefer efficiency and explosiveness for his running backs, cementing Gore at the head of the table among that group, no matter the outcome for the rest of the year. <laughs> Rich Kamini Samini, who has been a uh the Jets beat writer for a long time, and he is pissed, you could tell on Twitter. Deservedly so. Um, this one sucks. Buccaneers coach Bruce Arians says Ronald Jones may have a fractured pinky. Uh-oh. That would suck very much. Yeah. Ronald Jones um, was looking way up. I'll discuss him later. But it would really suck if his pinky sucks. Gardner, Gardner Minshew, he's back, baby. He's going to start against the Ravens week 15. Oh, boy. Minshew mania. You have to be. Look, I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll discuss DJ Chark in a little while, but this is the only quarterback that's actually made him a valuable commodity. So you got to be excited about that. I mean, it, it's clear at this point. I mean, Mike Glennon wasn't the answer. Jake Luton, like they're gonna go quarterback. So why not have some fun with Garner Minshew? And as Jets fans, I appreciate it. Yeah. Garner Minshew gives them the best chance to win. Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah! Go out there and get another win, Gardner. Get that dub. Um, speaking of dubs, Jalen Hurts comes out of nowhere. He was not dead man walking at all. Um, 17 for 30 passing, 
167 yards and a touchdown. But the most important thing, the thing that stands out completely, 18 carries for 106 yards for Jalen Hurts. Um, whoa. That changes the dynamic of everything, and he is named the starter week 15 against the Cardinals. I mean, Listen, you got to be wanting to stream this guy at this point, no? Last week on the waiver pod, shout out patrons. If you're not a patron, that's where our waiver pod is at um, in these final two weeks. It could be valuable if you want to join. Um, Jalen Hurts was my second-ranked player last week, and Michael was like, hey? And I said, hey, Michael, um, if Jalen Hurts shows out well against the Saints, and it doesn't even need to be super productive, if he has a lot of rushing yards or a lot of carries, and the Eagles have a softer schedule coming up, Jalen Hurts is going to be in the starting conversation week 15. And that's exactly what happened. You cannot ignore 18 carries from a quarterback. 100 yards rushing, man. Just can't do it. So he is certainly going to be in streaming categories this week. For For, sure. For sure. Um, Man, the Christian McCaffrey news just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse. The latest. Panthers head coach Matt Rule says he planned on Christian McCaffrey playing again in 2020. So we went from coming back soon to definitely coming back to this is the week to a new injury injury to uh, I expect and plan for him to be back again. Man, if you if you had CMC, you probably yeah, you probably aren't even there. Anymore. It's the curse you- of my home team league, home league team. On it is Christian McCaffrey, Kenny Galladay, Antonio Gibson. I drafted DJ. I mean, I drafted George Kittle. Just the curse of the team. And Debo Samuel was in my lineup last week. Yeah, and then traded me, George Kittle. Thanks, bro. Jeez Louise. (laughs) Um, Randall Cobb, good possibility that he's out for the rest of the season. Um, Romeo Cornell expects David Johnson to be back next week. Jarek McKinnon, zero offensive snaps last last week. Jarek McKinnon can definitely be dropped safely at this point for sure. Um, Melvin Gordon's court case, this one's a big one, moved back. Uh, He looks like he's going to be able to finish the season. Yep. Um, lucky him and lucky uh, Melgo managers if they're using him. Um, Travis Kelsey needs only 127 yards over the last three weeks to break the single season tight end re- record for receiving yardage. Um, that is Travis Kelsey's 2018 record of 1,377 yards. Um, Travis Kelsey is an absolute monster. If you didn't know this already, Travis Kelsey leads the league in receiving yards. Not for tight ends. Absurd. Just in general. Travis Kelsey, number one. And I could see it continuing. Uh, Again, I'll give credit where credit is due. Uh, Andy Holloway said this earlier today. He said, uh, Patrick Mahomes and and Travis Kelsey are the type of dudes where just to fuck, just to mess with the league, they will say, hey, let's make Travis Kelsey, this tight end, the league leader in yards. And that's like a goal that they'll actually have. So Travis Kelsey continues to be a home run, obviously. The dude is so damn good. Like you said, to lead the league in receiving yards is nuts. And he's such an advantage at the tight end position. He's likely going to be the most winningest player I'd expect um, of this season. And basically all league. Robinson has a case. He does. But we're talking about the fact that We've said multiple times, if you score a touchdown, you're tight end one. Like, that's what's going up against Travis Kelsey. Like, you're hoping Jordan Aikens falls into the end zone against Travis Kelsey, who's basically putting up 25 points a week at this point. He's been the biggest advantage, position advantage, maybe since I've been, since I've been analyzing fantasy, this might be the biggest number one to number two fall on a position that I've ever seen. You know what? This might be a good... um analogy for Travis Kelsey has done this season Tim's matchup in our home league he's down by 26 right now with Mark Andrews left his uh the tight end he faced Travis Kelsey put up 25 right it's basically it comes down to the tight end position Travis Kelsey put up 25 it's basically how much you're down and and the quarterback position Aaron Rodgers put up 30 against Kyler's 18 the two the I'm two trying like... to make a point here but I mean, Here we go, of course. No, now Tim's going back to no, his no, no, no. new thing. I'm, 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 per, I'm exaggerating your point on how since quarterback and tight end are the singular positions rather than uh, running back and, and wide receiver, a big disparity in those two places are is so important 
And when you have that disparity in Travis Kelsey, it's giant. So I'm actually supporting your argument, okay, Jason? Go fuck yourself. Um, Derrick Henry would need to average 156 rushing yards per game over the season's final three weeks to eclipse 2,000 yards on the season. Rushing. It's happening, boy. Um, has an actual shot of the single-season rushing record, uh, 2,105 yards held by Eric Dickerson. So 33 more yards he would need. Uh, he'd need close to 200 yards a game. But if anyone could do it, it's Derrick Henry. I mean, he's coming off. What did he put up this week? Like 180, right? Right. Dude's a monster. He's, he's so damn good. Nah, more His than next that. two opponents are Detroit and Green Bay. He put up over 200, Michael. There you go. Rushing back to back. Back to back. 115 rush yards. Against Detroit and Green Bay, he's putting up at least 320 yards. E- uh, in each game? <laughs> no, in <laughs> All right. Um, Derrick Henry, his stock is up. Um, that's for sure. We are going to talk about stock up people a, a little while. John. And you know, and another thing that's for sure is that when Derrick Henry, the weather gets cold, Derrick Henry comes out to play. Um, you can see that coming from a mile away. Here are some things we saw coming from a mile away last week. I saw that coming from a mile away. All right, Jason, since you are the special guest today. <laughs> Um, who was your first saw that coming last week? You could suck it, Tim. I, I, I really do feel like a special guest, though, when I'm on this episode. I'm not going to lie to you. You are usually not on this episode, I will say. Are you going to are you gonna answer now, or are you just going to be yeah, there, right? like, bask in your glory? <laughs> Jason yeah, is... No. Jason's having technical difficulties. Michael, you, you started up. Um, all right, Tim. My first we saw that coming goes by the man Chase Claypool. I did not want anything to do with Chase Claypool uh, this week. I actually listed him as my bust in my sleeper bust article. I said I'd be very, very cautious about putting him in my lineup. And he went three for 15 through the air. That's three catches for 15 yards. Three half PPR fantasy points. Absolutely busted. Um, like I said, I want nothing to do with him. I It was one of my more extensive bust write-ups this year. Um, I was very confident about it, and it absolutely came to fruition. Go, 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 Jason, you're up. I'm back, everybody. I can talk now. Yeah, Michael definitely called that Claypool one on the head. That was your bust in the bust sleeper bust article, right? Yeah, someone, uh, you know, one of those. I know this dude definitely doesn't listen to our podcast because he's one of those, uh, you know, those fake um, fantasy analyst doctors who read the article and said, yeah, I stopped when I saw Allen and Claypool. Yeah, good call, guy. Psych. <laughs> I knew you. I, it, only a matter of time before Michael brings up someone on Twitter who disagrees with him <laughs> that he's like flexing on. Jason, who's your guy? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So I was also <laughs> right about my boss, Devontae Parker, but people will probably attribute that to injury. So I'm gonna um, go to the other guys. I'm gonna go with a group, the Chicago Bears. My guy, Mitch Trubisky. It's Tim's guy. I just said my, my guy. guy. Off. Yep. I said last week that Mitch Trubisky can be a QB1 from here on out the rest of the season, and he has streaming potential even this week. I had him ranked, I think, just outside my top 12. What does he do? He goes and puts up 25 points against Houston. The next two weeks, he has Minnesota and Jacksonville. Mitch has put up 20 points two out of the last three weeks, killed it this past week. And then I want to show some love to Allen Robinson, 9-123 in a touchdown. He's a bona fide wide receiver one with Trubisky on the field and Darnell Mooney, even on limited targets this past week, his targets have been going up, but even on limited targets, he still found the end zone and ended up as a top 36 wide receiver. Jesus. Solid Mooney line this week. Very solid Mooney yeah. line. The, the Mooney was, line. On, I think on he finished. Ahead, I think ahead. he finished like wide receiver 36 or something in half PPR. So it's a legit Mooney line right there. So Jason just went with the whole Bears. Um, I appreciate that, Jason. Uh, uh, obviously, you don't see that. Uh, you know when I when I make my lists, and I had David Montgomery special guest. Get your shit together, huh? No, um, but seriously, I said the Bears quarterback and pass catchers. Yeah, asshole. <laughs> David Montgomery. Uh, it was fun white, rubbing it in Jason's face that David Montgomery was a good play, but he ain't deny it. Uh, we all saw David Montgomery as a big play, and he busted out an 80 yard run right in the beginning of the game. And it, it, it that like cemented, hey, he's going to have a good game. But I wish they would have used him even more. It kind of left some some stuff on the table there. But David Montgomery with a solid game. We definitely saw that coming. Michael, who's your second? 
Yeah, just want to say, David Montgomery, though, I mean, besides the 80-yard touchdown. Ooh-wee. <laughs> We're going to talk about another guy who, besides the 80-yard touchdown, ooh-wee, as well. <laughs> All right. Uh, my second we saw that coming is another wide receiver that I had ranked significantly lower than expert consensus rankings, and I was like, look, I don't see how you could trust this guy at this point with the way the offense is operating, and the true values also say that he's a lot uh, more risky than people think, and that was DJ Chark. DJ Chark ended with two receptions for 16 yards. The last time, he has one double-digit performance. Well, he put up 25 points against Houston in Week 9 when he caught that 80-yard touchdown to open the game. Since Week 4, Week 4, he also put up 25 points. Since then, he has one game over 8, and that was the Houston performance. Every other game, he's put up 8 points or less. 8. He's been absolutely atrocious. Uh, Trusting him last week was a bad idea. Trusting him going forward against Baltimore and Chicago, even with Minshew Mania back, could be a bad idea. Um, I don't see how, if you made it this far with him, you even consider starting him next week, though. I think you consider it because it's Minshew. Yeah, but it's Baltimore defense, and he's been so ridiculously bad. He had nine targets, though. Two for 16. It's just just absurd how that offense is uh, not being able to create anything for him. Uh. Next saw that coming for me was Mike Kosicki. Uh We talked about it on the preview pod that the last, um, that this, look, every time you have a rookie quarterback, he's going to be looking for his tight end. When you have a tight end that's as athletically gifted as Kosicki, he's going to get his opportunities, uh, got in the end zone, did his thing. On the other end, Dwayne Washington, I'm sorry, DeAndre Washington, who we... A lot of people, because this was a late scratch for uh, Gaskin because it was COVID. So a lot of people saw Dwayne Washington as the, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, DeAndre Washington as kind of the excuse to sit a guy that they really wanted to sit, whether it was like uh, anyone who it might be. And on the live stream, I told you guys over and over again, like one thing that you're learning as this year goes by is that as offenses evolve in the NFL the old ways of x player is injured plug in y player to get uh you know x value is just not the case and you should not assume role and if you assume the role of uh DeAndre Washington you paid the price so um you got to learn lessons you got to learn lessons i know a lot of people I mean, out there who who lost with him in their flex spot not for nothing, DeAndre Washington got a bunch of t- touches. He did. That's what you were betting on. You were betting on the 15-plus touches. He just didn't capitalize on them. The wildest part is that he wasn't the third down back. He was the first and second down back, and then Laird came in, in the third on the third down, which is very yep. strange. Um, Jason, who's your last? Saw that coming. Yeah, you could tell Tim's not used to doing this with me because the order was Michael, me, Tim, but Tim's just used to talking after Michael. It's okay. My last saw that coming is another running back. Josh Jacobs, uh, I said Suck on the it. live stream Suck it, as well, Jason. Suck it, since Jason. We're, since we're citing to the live stream, those are our sources. There's a recording on Twitter if you want to fact-proof us. Um, that fact Josh proof Jacobs, us. That's not even English. It's not English. Fact check. Uh, <laughs> Josh Jacobs, Tim, Shh. I said right when, right when Leonard Fournette was a healthy scratch, I went to my rankings and moved people up, and, and I was like, oh, I just moved. Ronald Jones over Josh Jacobs. I, I said a few guys I listed over Josh Jacobs. I just had an odd feeling about a guy who... And, and then he pulls that Instagram shit where he says he's not playing. Nah. But a guy who doesn't really practice all week, who doesn't really have a role in the passing game against a pretty tough defense. Las Vegas has kind of been reeling these last few weeks. Had to work till the last second to beat the Jets. The fucking Jets. And it did not work out too well. He put up 8.9 points and half PPR. Not what you expect if Jacobs was your first, second, or third round pick. Yo, that stunt that Josh Jacobs pulled, Scott Pianowski, who is also another uh, fantasy analyst that I'm a big fan of, had posted a on Twitter that got a little bit of pushback about how, honestly, like he said, Josh Jacobs, like I had no, no shares of Josh Jacobs, no interest involved in Josh Jacobs this week, but... Shit like that has to not be allowed. Like, think about how much money is being 
thrown around each week. Now that like fan, like fantasy sports, uh, the NFL, uh, NFL betting is legalized in a bunch of states now. Think about how that's that's huge. Like Josh Jacobs is not like a guy that you don't care about. Like there's a big difference between the Raiders with and without Josh Jacobs. Like imagine that's someone like Alvin Kamara. Like betters are gonna go and bet the other team. The over under is gonna change. Like there's injury reports by the NFL. Like the reason they even have injury reports for reports is for the public to be able to gouge what's going on. So I think that was a it's it's I I didn't find it funny at all. I thought it was a super lame thing to do by Josh Jacobs, and I agree that that's a, just some shit that shouldn't be allowed because it's just it's just so lame. Like what what do you get out of that besides being a douche? I I I feel like Josh Jacobs probably that's in response to him reading his DMs and in his DMs are people adding him and being like, "Yo, bro, I need you to play for my fantasy team this week." And him being like, yo, I don't give a fuck about your fantasy team. But at the same Another time, thing, bro, like fantasy players and shit pay your bills and not for nothing. Like he's sucked this year. Like yeah. compared to what he's supposed to be, he has not been. So he's probably also getting mad abuse on Twitter. And if you're one of those people who at the fucking athlete when you're talking shit about them, about your fantasy team, yo, you are the worst type of person and you need to be slapped <laughs> in the fucking face. Honestly, no, I agree. But also like people like Josh Jacobs and shit, if that's what you're going to do in retaliation, like stop being so soft, dude. Agreed. Like you're an NFL player. Stop being so soft. There's no one. If someone DMs you, you suck, bro. Get over it. You're in the NFL. Jeez Louise. You're a first round pick man up. We see some softies. We talk about this too. Like uh, (laughs) there's, there's a lot of softies in the fantasy industry where if they get there, if they get there, something wrong, they're not going to like it. And when someone calls them out, they can't handle it. And I think you're seeing that in Josh Jacobs. Uh, on the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast, on the other hand, we have an entire segment dedicated to us getting things wrong. So we're going to do that segment here. Uh, let's bring on the surprises. Surprise, motherfucker. All right, Jason, you're the special guest, so you get the first pick. Go ahead. Who's your first surprise? I'm actually binging Dexter right now. And I saw surprise, motherfucker, and I was very happy about it. And then I learned about Chicky Hines. So Miles Sanders is my first surprise, surprise. He surprised everyone. Look, it's just like everyone knows what happened with Miles Sanders. He went for over 100 yards, two touchdowns. What I find so intriguing about it is it was a running back who wasn't getting much work after returning from injury. The Saints haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher in who knows how long, and like in years. And Jalen Hurts, 56 games, 56 games. And Jalen Hurts was a rookie quarterback making his first ever start, right? Those three things, if you put them together and said odds that Miles Sanders would rush for over 100 yards, probably similar to the odds of Miles Sanders running for an 83-yard touchdown. Like, these were just things that had a 0.002% chance of happening, and it happened. Jason, no matter matter how... How no matter how great a defense is, sometimes a hole opens up and you run through it and you're faster than the other guys. And you know what? That's what happened. And like not to like Michael's getting out with David Montgomery. Miles Sanders didn't have a great game outside of that run. Doesn't matter. He still ran for 82 yard touchdown. So people were wrong about him. We were wrong about him. It's not like we were telling people to sit him for like Naheem Hines, though. Actually, Michael was. I was. I had Miles Sanders ranked higher. I didn't. We weren't telling people to sit him for like James White, so it wasn't like scrubs. A lot of but people. But we were definitely sad. wrong about Miles Sanders. I just like, yo. Sometimes the thing that has a point zero zero two percent chance of happening happens, and it happened. Do you know what's crazy, Jason? On top of all that, to add to the intrigue, the last time that this happened, Miles Sanders ran for an eighty-yard touchdown against the Steelers earlier this year. The top two mm. running defenses against this guy who's been underachieving, he goes for an, he pops an eighty yarder both times. Also there against the Ravens, crazy, it's ridiculous. That's, that's what he does. That's that's what all these that's what these Penn State running backs do. Saquon Barkley and Miles Sanders is like negative one, negative one, negative one, negative one sixty. Um, it's just it's just how they do it. Uh, so yeah, I agreed. Miles Sanders was a was an absolutely crazy one. Michael, who's your first? My first uh, surprise, surprise, this dude, 912-year-old, zero points in back-to-back games, A.J. Green, pops oh, up. Oh, 
don't get me fucking started on AJ Green. I sat him in two leagues that I did that they could have won me. And catches six balls for 62 yards and a touchdown. And the reason this pisses me off is because one, what? Just <laughs> overall, like what? <laughs> and then two, like we don't really we weren't touting Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins at all. Like we we're saying he they're scary flex plays with Ryan Finley. But at least if Ryan Finley's actually going to throw touchdowns, make it go to one of those two. Like, it was just all around so frustrating. Or even Gio Bernard, he ended up not having a good game. Um, it was just upsetting. And I, I just don't understand where A.J. Green came from. Uh, I mean, I, he wasn't on my radar at all, and he's not going to be moving forward. I just thought it was uh, absurd to see that. T- his best game of the season randomly with Ryan Finley at quarterback. He like, also- you know what A.J. Green did? A.J. Green made teams that, like, you know, there's just some leagues where people join, let's say like a public league, they forget to look at it. Their their roster is just in. Those teams that just had AJ Green in from like a few weeks ago, that's what that's what AJ Green did. He screwed the people who are still paying attention. Probably that's true. Or the people or, who are like, best ball league. Yeah, or best ball. Or screwed people over that like had no other options, like in Dynasty. Yeah. Um Yeah, fuck. I want to talk about wide receivers who did the opposite. And I want to talk about four wide receivers. And I'm not just talking about these four guys because um, they were all on my team. I'm talking about these four guys because they probably shit the bed for a lot of teams. Uh, Justin Jefferson. And if we're going to put Justin Jefferson in there, we can put Adam Thielen in the conversation as well. You're talking about a guy on an offense that has been phenomenal, who has been crushing it. Justin Jefferson. Huh? Justin, phenomenon. you guys are being mad red, twin right now. I'm saying red hot. Jason's saying <laughs> phenomenon. <laughs> you guys are being super twin right now. Has been phenomenal. Has scored between 16 and 22 points over the last four weeks straight. Adam Thielen, same thing. Kirk Cousins has been on fire. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense has been the worst against fantasy wide receivers over the last five weeks. So what happens? Of course, dud games for both of them. Because that's how this weekend fucking went. And don't get me fucking started. Um, so that's one guy. Number two, Robert fucking Woods. Oh, all of a sudden, Cam Akers is a fucking superstar out of nowhere. And now Robert Woods sucks. And now Robert Woods sucked for me and sucked for you. Terry McLaurin, what the hell happened to this guy? Oh, all of a sudden, his quarterbacks don't know how to look for him anymore. Oh, there's no more running back? You might need your number one receiver? Nah, forget that. We're not going to throw to him anymore. Oh, Dwayne Haskins is back in the game? Oh, he at least throws to him? Nah, he's not going to throw to him either. Ridiculous. Ridiculous, Terry. And this is two, two weeks in a row, Terry. I don't even know if I can start you next week, Terry. And then finally, Deontay Johnson we'll talk about later. All four of these guys in my starting lineup last week. All four of these guys shit the bed, and I'm only down 27. And if only one of them went good, I would be. You think Tim is mad? You all right, Tim? Yeah, right? my favorite team ever. I, it's so fucking good, and I fucked it. It all got fucked up because my best player sucked. That sucks. That sucks. Hey, make, the man, make the man some chamomile tea. If Let's Mark Andrews. Puts up 28 tonight. Tim's oh. gonna be like, "This is the best team ever." I'm winning the championship. I love it. <laughs> I'm. There's no way if if Mark Andrews puts up 27 tonight, I am winning the championship. If Mark Andrews puts up 27 tonight, you got to go on the Brodo Instagram live or the Twitter and just go nuts for the people. I'll 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 do it. Tim's gonna be like, "Bro, look at my receivers. They all sucked, and I still won, bro." <laughs> I, mean, I really that's I, what would have happened honestly you guys are giving me a little bit a little tingle in the pants right yeah, now you, get, and you guys seem so happy just thinking about you it you guys need to stop we get a little tingly i'll get a little tingle all right let me get, let me go let me go let me go then might make let's, a baby tonight if that if why do you guys keep skipping that. me it's my germs so yeah it's jason's turn i'm going my now. bad <laughs> second surprise surprise not a total whiff i had him as a back-end rb2 but lower than where i've ranked him previously mike davis uh he was no longer allergic to the end zone. If you look at what Mike Davis has done in the past few weeks, he has barely cracked double digits since week six, uh, since week five, really. He was not getting as much work as he used to, and he just wasn't finding the end zone. And even against Denver, he had 11 rushes, five receptions. So a slight uptick in work, but then he was able to find the end zone twice. So I probably should have had Mike Davis ranked a little higher. I just didn't think he'd have... Be able to find the end zone twice against Denver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this 
Good point, Jay. That was very that was much more subdued than my one. Uh, Michael, <laughs> who's your second guy? Uh, to end it off, since Tim went with four big name wide receivers, I decided to give a no name guy a shout out. Uh, with Mike Williams going down early, Tyron Johnson comes out of nowhere to go six catches, fifty five yards, and a touchdown on seven targets against Atlanta. Again, that offense struggled. I don't know what's going on with that offense. They get Austin Eckler back, and then they decide to struggle. It doesn't make any sense to me, but Tyron Johnson, the rookie without Mike Williams there, had himself a day. Uh, so shout out to him because obviously we were in starting him. He's 0% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. So I just wanted to give him a shout out because he, he was a pleasant surprise for young NFL players this week. I'm finishing this off with, uh, as you know, we had a Sunday live stream. We're going to have a Sunday live stream every single week in the playoffs, so come check that out. And one person that we whiffed on that we wish we didn't whiff on, which we technically didn't whiff on, um, is my next guy here. We said, hey, your tight end worries are done because Jordan Fuck that Aikens, guy, man. Uh, son. His son is going to be the guy for you. And had Jordan Aikens caught the touchdown, he would have been the guy for you. Unfortunately, and if you haven't seen this play yet, it's on our Twitter feed, at Brodo Fantasy. This guy had 15 fucking yards of separation. Like, the closest defender was in a dead sprint towards him once the ball came out of Deshaun Watson's hands, and he was still nowhere near him when the ball clunked off of his right arm and hit the turf. And that touchdown would have made Jordan Aiken's day. That touchdown would have made, uh, made a lot of people's day. Instead, Jordan Aikens got you two points um, and disappointed the shit out of you out of the tight end position. So uh, I saw an end zone target. I saw a lot of things coming. What I didn't see was the sun getting in his eyes and him completely and utterly just dropping the ball. Literally. Quite literally. Yep. He would have ended with uh, double-digit fantasy points if he just catches that ball. A very nice day. Instead, he ends with three catches for 20 yards. Very unfortunate. Very unfortunate. <sighs> Time for the stock up because I don't want to talk about this anymore. Something just came across my desk, John. It is perhaps the best thing I've seen in the last six months. Now, right now, John, the stock trades over the counter at 10 cents a share. And by the way, John, our analyst indicator could go a heck of a lot higher than that. We are looking at a grand slam home run. I, uh, I don't want to talk about negative things anymore. I don't want to be a negative Nancy. Start Let's us off with positive, a positive. Baby. Stock rising. Up, John? Stock rising. Jason, what you got? Um, first again, look at me. Special guest getting the special treatment. None other than the biggest riser of all. Maybe forgotten because it was on Thursday. Cameron Emanuel Akers. I just made up the Cameron Emanuel part. I'm not sure if that's his real name. That has, a nice, has a nice ring to it. I, I feel like that's his name. I'm going to check it when you guys are talking. The biggest thing, besides the yards, 29 rush attempts. He could have had 29 rush attempts for 29 yards. Well, actually, no, because then he wouldn't get the work next week. But you know what I mean? I don't care. He went for 171 yards, even if it was just 98 yards. 29 rush attempts on the Los Angeles Rams with the Jets and Seattle up next on the schedule is the most beautiful thing anyone could ever see on earth <laughs> the week before he had 21 rush attempts but daryl henderson was injured for a lot of that game and when daryl henderson was in him and acres were still kind of splitting work so it wasn't an obvious passing of the torch but sean mcveigh must have seen something when henderson was out because cam Akers got 29 touches last week with the jets and seattle up next on the docket that man is gonna win a lot of people championships Let's talk about another young man who is who disappointed quick, some people and now is is coming up. Go ahead, Michael. Real quick about Cam Akers. Um, I was pretty high on Cam Akers this week, and I told a bunch of patrons to start Cam Akers, and we had a uh, a party in the Discord because because of it. So <laughs> yeah, make sure to join. That, make sure to join. You were definitely a little bit more excited about him than me and Tim were, and me and Tim did the Thursday pod. But that's the benefits of joining the Discord. You get all three of our voices and. Michael won out, and the Discord's listened to Michael, the patron. So shout out patrons, shout out Michael. Um, 
I I kind of like Cam Akers. I took him as our number one pick in in our. In our I mean, draft. we didn't say you have to sit him by all means, but right. Michael definitely liked him the most of all of us. Facts, facts. Um, talking about liking the most, if you are a Jonathan Taylor roster right now, you have to be ecstatic. The last two weeks, twenty one points, followed by thirty and a half points against Las Vegas again next week against Houston. The best part was he had breakaway speed. You saw him break away. He ended with 20 rushes for 150 yards and two touchdowns. Also caught two balls for 15 yards. 30 half PPR fantasy points for Jonathan Taylor. He absolutely crushed it. Um, it's He's going to be a smash home run play next week against Houston like the rest of the, the Colts' offense will be because Houston's defense is terrible. And, yeah, there's not much to say besides Jonathan Taylor all of a sudden went from bust to possible league winner. Bro, he had a game and a half. Shout out to him. He, uh, It wasn't even just that long touchdown, too. Like, David Montgomery, we said, oh, he had an 80 yard touchdown. What else did he do? Jonathan Taylor was running great the entire game. There's a few plays where he just gets through the defense and you do not expect him to by any means. So, yeah, shout out to Jonathan Taylor, who, after a very, very slow start, to his rookie season seems to be uh really turning up now and uh really acclimating to the NFL game because he's looking he's looking like what the Colts wanted when they used a high draft pick on him. He just looked, I tweeted on dude real quick Tyreek Hill's um jet sweep touchdown was nuts yesterday. Not getting enough love just because people are used to seeing Tyreek Hill do that. It's true. But Tyreek Hill and Jonathan Taylor I tweeted name colon Faster than fast people. Because it's literally just what they looked like yesterday. That run by Jonathan Taylor was beautiful. It was. But uh, for my first, I'm going to make this quick because we already discussed the guy uh, briefly. My first stock up is Jalen Hurts. Shout out to Jason again, who on the Patreon pod said just stash him for the next couple weeks to see what we're looking at. And if he sets a high floor with his legs. I wasn't expecting 18 rushes for 100 yards, but that's certainly what happened. 20 and a half fantasy points and... uh, he also lost a fumble, so that's an extra two points just straight up passing-wise. You can't really predict fumbles every week. So that also diminished uh, from his overall total as well. I mean, deducted from it. So, yeah, Jalen Hurts over these next two weeks is certainly a viable streaming option. And, look, we've said it a bunch of times. If you have a rushing floor, you're automatically a strong fantasy start. I mean, Taysom Hill has been a great fantasy player because of his legs. Since he's taken over, we know Lamar Jackson was such a high draft pick because of his legs. Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, all these guys at the top are always the ones using their legs, um, except the super special QBs like Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. And who else? So Jalen Hurts, uh, this is, um, yeah, going forward, if he's going to be running that much, he sets a very, very nice floor. And, I mean, the dude only threw for like 170 passing yards. He didn't account for many touchdowns. Uh, Miles Sanders stole two of them. One of them was at the goal line. If he throws another touchdown, he has an even bigger game. So, yeah, uh, Jalen Hurts' stock is certainly up. He he really turned that offense around in his first start. Michael giving you the hard-hitting fantasy analysis of had he scored a touchdown, he would have had a better game. Yo, hey, guys, look. let's give a quick shout-out to rookies. Cam Akers, Jonathan Taylor, Jalen Hurts, all three stock rising in the fantasy playoffs. Shout out those guys. Um, And it's funny because Jason didn't even do this. My next stock rising is Brandon Ayuk. Um, Boom! Wait, is, wait, 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 Tim, uh, Jason, is yours a rookie? I also have a rookie. That's hilarious. No, mine isn't. Uh, oh, wait, either. it is. Wow. I have a duo as my last one. We mention the rookie every single time. So we all have Great. we have six rookies in this segment. Shout out to six the rookies. rookies and one vet. Yeah. Great. Uh, all right, nice. So uh, <laughs> Brandon Ayuk is. I mean, what could I say? Debo Samuel is out. He's one of the safer receiving options in the game right now because they're going to find different ways. He can't be shut down by a corner, right? He They're going to find different ways to get him the ball, and, and they're going to put him in his, the playmaker's hands. They mentioned that he was Julio Jones when they drafted him, and he looks every bit of an athletic beast. Now, maybe not in the sense of Julio Jones, but if he keeps putting up uh, 17 points a game, then, yeah, he's going to be Julio Jones sooner rather than later. Also, pretty cool, A.J. Green. I don't know if you guys saw this warming up in a Julio Jones jersey yesterday. Uh, kind of weird, but cool. A.J. Brown. AJ Brown, yeah. No, I thought it was cool. It's paying homage to uh, a star in the game. Yes, that homage. Um, is this? Are we done with the stock rising, or you guys still got two to oh. go? A couple. Yeah, of we talking about yeah, we're just ahead. talking about rookies, Tim. I for know. Crying out. Yeah. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah, I'll do mine. I have two. I'll make them quick. First of all, Rojo. As soon as Fournette was a healthy scratch, you knew that Rojo was going to get more work. McCoy wasn't a real presence there either. 
18 rush attempts, six targets. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the other guy's stats right now. Um, six, <laughs> rush attempts, six targets was I'll just switch to him. Rojo has a fractured pinky finger, apparently. So we'll keep an eye on that. But stock rising if he is healthy. The other guy I was going to say was the rookie, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Shout out Nick, our writer at Beulio Nick on Twitter, um, who noted that Clyde Edwards, hell yeah, played 74% of the snaps for the Chiefs yesterday. Le'Veon Bell is a do. He's toast. He's done. And maybe the Chiefs are realizing that. And it wasn't the most productive game for Edward Hilaire, but 16 rush attempts and six targets on the Chiefs. I'll take that any day of the week. If he's going to get that much work, he's going to be a good play. Factorials only. Michael, you're up. Yeah, uh, my second rookie and second and last stock rising, Lynn Bowden Jr., who got mm. drafted as a running back by the Raiders. They gave up on him ridiculously fast, even though they drafted him in the second round, traded him to Miami, and Miami said they were going to turn him right back into a wide receiver. Third Devontae round. Parker. Third round, no? Second or third. Okay. Ooh, either or. Um, Devontae Parker goes down. Lynn Bowden then leads the team in targets. And routes run all wide receivers, and he on nine targets, seven receptions for 82 yards. Um, this guy was basically one of those forgotten about rookies that the team like they gave up on him so fast. And Miami took a flyer on him, and just in a few games there already, this is a nice little uh, nice little start to his Miami career because he also went four for 41 in his first game playing a decent amount of snaps against Cincinnati the week prior. So maybe he's setting a nice floor for himself in uh, in fantasy leagues going into the New England game next week and then the championship game against Las Vegas, his former team championship weekend. Maybe he'll end up being one of those surprise guys that helps you out at the uh, in championship week in what deeper team, leagues, at least. What team drafted him? Las Vegas. Raiders. And he gets Las Vegas week 16. No, what team? The Las Vegas Raiders. No, no, no. Stop. Stock down. Stock down. Yeah. On Wall Street since the crash of 1987. The Dow traders are standing there watching in amazement. I don't blame us. We're now down 43%. Almost everything there completely wiped out. And the NASDAQ, everything and more has been completely wiped out. Let's talk about the speed with which we are watching this market deteriorate. I'm going to start this off because I am in a pissy mood unless Mark Andrews scores some fucking points. So I'm going to I'm going to start this off with a guy that you know we thought that we saw him maybe taking a step back or a guy that but we thought we could is could really bounce back and that's Justin Herbert. Um against the Falcons put up only 16 points. Very disappointing uh if you are riding the Herbert wave that it's kind of coming to fruition now that he may be hitting a rookie wall and you might need to be streaming at this point. So I think his stock is down. It's a little odd. Like they got Austin Eckler back and that's when the, Justin Herbert really started to struggle. I think maybe they're just trying to involve Austin Eckler too much. And I'm a huge Austin Eckler guy, but now this dude's being targeted like nine, 10 times a game. Justin Herbert wasn't targeting the running back that many times a game with Kalen Balaj and Justin Jackson. And they were throwing down field more. Now they're doing a bunch of running back screens and shit. So I do think that has some to do with it. You did, it's, it's pretty upsetting. You did see that offense take a complete turn for the worst last year, too, when uh, Melvin Gordon came back. And just the, the leadership of Anthony Lynn has been terrible. Not for nothing. Like, awful. the dude is, He's is so an bad. awful coach. Did you see what happened with the, the special teams yesterday where they, they, they ran the ball with 11 seconds left, and then they tried to get the, the special teams on the field, and they obviously yeah. ran out of, out, of, out of time in the half. And yeah, because the, the dude... The dude, real quick, Jay, the dude just decided they were definitely going to get the first down for whatever reason. He got tackled short, and then it was fourth and inches, so they couldn't spike. And, also, and he just took over special teams duties. That's what I was going to say. So he just bad. took over that game. Bad. Didn't solve much. I'm going to go on the opposite side of the spectrum with a very old quarterback, Tom Brady. The fuck, guy? Coming <laughs> off a bye, going up against Minnesota. Missed a wide open Godwin, missed a wide open Gronk, picked it up a little bit at the end. Wide open Godwin. Wide open. Like wide open. Almost as open as Jordan Akins. So um stock falling for Tom Brady and Co. as well. Godwin, Evans, Antonio Brown continue to underperform weekly. And coming up against Atlanta, you would think that's a good matchup, and but it might be fool's gold. Stock falling for those guys. Yeah, Brady's rough. Um 
my first stock down goes to a guy that I was lower on than you two. I said, I'm not trying to trust him now because he has not really cemented himself as a number two option yet. And it's Alan Lazard. Uh, Devontae Adams had a big game. Robert Tunyon had a big game. MVS had a big game. And Alan Lazard did nothing. He ended with two catches for 19 yards. That's what I was afraid of. He hasn't cemented himself as the second option yet. And he's been operating basically as the third or fourth option, depending on how many targets MVS gets per game. So I'm, I'm certainly not going into the last couple of weeks with uh, any sort of confidence in Alan Lazard. I wasn't high on Alan Lazard at all last week. That huh. My opponent was playing him, and I was very happy about it. Um, I'm still happy about it because now I have a chance. Um, a, a very tiny chance. Um, Jason, why don't you start this next one? Because I want to go last because I have, I have some words for... You know, I'm just going to go. Deontay Johnson. Here we go. Look, Tim's going to rant. Deontay, bro. Ugh. Catch the fucking ball, man. Like for real though. Like real Mike though. Mike Tomlin said is like you know if if you, you we're talking about people who are employed to catch the ball and not catching the ball that's a problem. Like yeah, it is. And especially when you're getting this opportunity and not for nothing I could get mad at anyone else, anyone else but you know at least Robert Woods played the whole game and had a shitty game. At least Terry McLaurin was blocking for the running back and had a shitty game. You were sitting on the bench for two quarters cuz you can't catch a fucking screen. Like yo, come on, man. Like this, I can't. My heart's not good enough for this shit. The man has struggled with quite a bit of the droppyitis this it, season. And it's not. It hasn't been a, a thing. It's just been a thing this last three weeks. Can't, can't catch a ball. The whole team, though. I don't know what's going. I mean, I. Uh, you guys know. I, I thought the Steelers were ridiculously overrated, and their offense is trash. So I'm not super surprised. But the drops with Deontay Johnson. Like, come on, guy. Come on, Jason. What you got? He's right back out there in the second half, though. Mike Tomlin loves him some Deontay. My stock falling is goes by the name of Evan Anthony Ingram. Again, made up the middle name. <laughs> Feel like it rolls off the tongue, though. Um, 2.8.5 PPR points against Arizona, even with Danny no dams out of his hand. Jones as the quarterback. Um, a, an awful season for Evan Ingram continues. Right when you thought that there was some momentum building for him to perform better. He shit the bed two games in a row now. Hasn't been useful since week nine. Eh, since week 12, he had a good game, but just hasn't really been useful all season. Another bad game. It's tough to trust him at this point. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Michael. And let me end it. End let it off. me end it, folks. End it off, kid. With a little bit of Monica in my life. A little bit of Sandra by my side. A little bit of Rita's what I need. Sorry, go ahead. A little bit of Evan Ingram. What yeah, yeah, fuck? yeah. I have an Ingram. <laughs> don't what? ask me. You're the one that said it. I don't know. I'm just trying to act confused. What's your, who's your guy? Uh, my guy is, let me see if you guys could guess. Um, five games with double digits, five games under eight points on the season. That's it. That's all we have to work off of, Tim. Allen Robinson? <laughs> Seven of his last eight games, single digits. Tyler Lockett. Oh, Tyler Lockett. Six of his last seven, sorry. Yeah, Tyler Lockett. Holy moly, this dude. Like, I understand the upside. But at this point, how do you confidently start the damn guy? He's been terrible. Just straight up terrible six of the last seven weeks. It's mind-boggling to me how you could be on a team with Russell Wilson and be this inconsistent. And we've seen it in the past. But geez Louise, and I get it. He had to, They rested the starter starting from like the middle of the third quarter last week. But still, they put up 40 points. DK Metcalf scored a touchdown. Like, DK Metcalf isn't having these crazy up and downs. Like, I mean, again, this is why I thought it was an absolute joke that Tyler Lockett was being drafted before DK Metcalf in the preseason. I mean, I'm the, I'm on the record saying it's one of the worst mistakes of all time. Like, it's just so ridiculously stupid. <laughs> on the record. Like, literally. Like, even, even I was in a FSGA league. The that worst was- mistakes. I was on a, in a FSGA league currently in it. I'm playing against Andy Barons this week. If Marcus Fantasy Brown Sports Gaming Association, Fantasy Sports Gaming Association, yeah, for my job, uh, I'm playing against Andy Barons. If if Marquise Brown puts up 11 or less, I beat Andy Barons and move on to the semis. But yeah, I drafted. It was live on Sirius, and they were like interviewing uh, drafters while the draft was going on. I got DK Metcalf around later than Tyler Lockett in a 14 team league. And I told them, I was like, this is one of the most ridiculous things of all time. Like, the fact that I got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett's already drafted is just dumb. There's no reason this should be happening. And that's, honestly, that's how it's been. And I don't see how you could possibly trust 
Tyler Lockett going into these last two weeks is anyone but a boomer bust flex play at this point. Like if you have two wide receiver slots or even three wide receiver slots and viable wide receivers to roster and play, it's just I don't see how you could play this dude. Facts only. Um, that is all for the recap. Um, if Facsimile. You, if you are enjoy this, tomorrow we are coming at you with the waiver pod. We're also going to be changing it up a bit um, from our usually sed- scheduled Wednesday uh, release to a Thursday release. But don't worry, we'll also have the Thursday night game in a separate uh, situation. So uh, get ready for that. And uh, yeah, that's it from us. Michael, where can they find you? At BrotoFF Mike. Jason? At BrotoFF Jason. You can find me at BrotoFF Tim. See what we did there. At BrotoFantasy on Instagram and Twitter. BrotoFantasy.com for all things fantasy football, including our articles and true throw and true target values. One of the best predictor tools that you can have out there. And And behind the scenes, just shared the document with you guys. So get to work, boys. Input that data. Okay. Okay, well that that's been that's been uh, Michael's been a data champion this week this month this this year. Shout Jason out! Gave me the, shout Jason out gave me to, the week off last week. It was glorious. It's very nice. I have not inputted a single thing into the data sheet. Nope. I was talking lie. to Michael when I said to start putting that data in. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Take that for data. Uh, Take that for data. I, look, I deal with spreadsheets. <laughs> that's what the data so reads. Tim is useless. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, With that being said, I'm going to go cry myself to sleep and hope that Mark Andrews gets 27 points from me later. Peace. Fun. Later. Later.